Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It, it ends at Liverpool, of course, and um, you return to Port Adelaide, and um, your side uh, is one of the fittest, if not the fittest, in the comp, and you, you base it on a, a pre-season tour of the UAE and a lot of philosophies around heat training, and, and it, it's wildly successful. But after a game in 2017, your phone rings um, unexpectedly, and on the other end of it is the then-Arsenal CEO, Ivan Gazidis, who's now at AC Milan. Surprised, Darren? Oh, might be an understatement. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, the night before, I'd been at a, a property in Oakbank and had phoned my accountant that day and said, um, how much can I afford to spend on this property? I, I'd sort of planned to live on a big acreage and um, and just be live happily ever after and I'd get a couple of horses and, you know, and, and that was it. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a massive surprise and I didn't quite believe it at the start. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was late one night and... Um, turned into be a, a pretty important phone call. It did, because before you knew it, you're in a Nice hotel opposite Arsene Wenger. I mean, this is a surreal weekend spent in um, on the Cote d'Azur there. What, what actually happened? And um, was it as much uh, probing as, as one can do of another? Arsene was, was pretty keen to find out if you were the, the real McCoy. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was actually Champions League final night. And, uh, yeah, I'd left... Uh, we played Hawthorne on a Thursday night at Adelaide Oval and uh, the Friday morning I was on the first flight out and I got back to Adelaide Monday morning by 9.30am. Uh, um, but yeah, I was uh, landed. Uh, Arsene had some meetings, I think, with Kylian Mbappe, in fact, as it turned out, um, and uh, to try and lure him to Arsenal. And so I went for a run signing. along. Yeah. <laughs> I got there and I was absolutely exhausted and I went for a run along the strip there in Nice. Um, to, I was in the middle of summer, so it was magnificent. just thought, this is a good start to the weekend and um, came back and met uh, Arsene and, and Ivan and then Ivan left and just left me with Arsene and he just asked me every football question that he could possibly ask because I don't think he particularly, I don't think he believed that this guy from Australia um, knows much about football. So he knew an incredible amount about Australian football. Um, uh, he was just in, uh, one of the most intelligent people on all aspects of of life, really, that, that, that I've ever met. And uh, wow. so, yeah, we, we, uh, we spoke all night. Then we watched the game, went to dinner with him after the game. Um, I was falling asleep during the game, which I, I just was just telling myself, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, you know you're watching football against someone you're trying to convince you know about football with <laughs> Arsene Wenger, not <laughs> like, and I'm drifting off, you know, it was, um, so yeah. And then the next day uh, we met again for breakfast and I was on a plane by, by 10 AM. Um, and Ivan just said to me, keep your, keep the Wi-Fi on the plane. 
um, I'll send something through to you. And I had a contract to mull over on the on the plane on the way home. I think they were interviewing maybe four or five people for the role, and and I must have done something right, I guess. Um, so yeah, that that was that was that meeting. It was yeah, pretty surreal to think about, but um, yeah, it was it was a great experience. Darren, the Gunners were having a really nasty time with injury around the time of your appointment. There was a lot of frustration there. Was there, I don't know if distrust is the right word, but was Arsene still wary of you when you got um, to the training facility? I think your office got plonked right next to his. Um, what were those first sort of uh, weeks and months like? Yeah, that, that was that was tough. There was distrust uh, amongst the coaching and, and the staff that I was brought in to um, supervise, manage, lead, whatever term you want to use. So that was tough. What did help was that aspect that you just mentioned. My office was next to Arsene. So he saw that I turned up when he did. I left after he did. Um, I spoke football a lot with him, um, was able to, you know, the, I've told this story a couple of times, but there was a lineup outside his office from people. And I, I remember on, on day four or five, I thought, what, what are these people? Is, is he not in there or something like that? And I had to, asked him about a training session coming up and I just knocked on his door and walked in and he was sitting there drawing up some drills and I said, oh, by the way, you know, player A, B or C is back from leave or whatever I had to go. And they were just waiting for him to come out. Such was the revere that he was sort of held in uh, to speak to him. But I guess the Aussie-ness of me just went, oh, I need to ask a question, so I'll go and do that. And... Yeah, we had a conversation on his last day, and and he said, um, "I didn't, I didn't trust, I didn't believe in your process, but I now know that your process and your methods, um, his exact words were, I'll never forget them because it was a nice thing to say. Um, the players have a level of physicality that I haven't seen them have before. If we had have done this seven years ago, we would have won more championships. Um, so it was a really nice thing to say on his." Uh, he's second to last day in the job. So, um, yeah, that, that gave me a lot of uh, satisfaction that the hard work had, had, had resonated with one of the, you know, the, the most prolific managers in, in the game. And, I mean, we talk about coaches being under pressure here and how tough it is, and, of course, huh. it is. But what about what about Wenger's final months? I mean, 22 years in, of course, he was under, what would you say, global pressure and global scrutiny, yeah. wasn't he? And just enormous at the time. It, it was like he had built that club and, and we probably don't appreciate it over here because, you know, clubs are built by boards and the AFL tips in money. And But he had single-handedly turned that club around into the force that it had been and that it was and built the training ground, built the stadium, uh, oversaw every aspect of it. And yet the fans were turning on him you know, incredibly quickly. And we had people spitting on him over over us on the bench. And we'd turn up to games in in Eastern Europe and, you know, fans were booing him. And, it, it, you know, it was just extraordinary, the pressure that he was under. And yet you just would not know it. He just held, held himself because he believed in a certain philosophy and a certain way to do things. And he just held true to that. So uh, the pressure was just was as intense as I've seen on any human, you know, in, in sport, certainly. Yeah.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.